are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Happy Tuesday, everyone. Thanks for listening to Locked On Wildcats. I'm your host, Mike Luke, joined by John Schuster. All right. Thanks for making us your first listen. All right. We're going to talk some Arizona basketball here, Shu, because that's what we do on this show. All right. Yeah, now and again. All right. So, if there was anything about the Houston game that you found dissatisfying, dispiriting, mm-hmm. what what that you maybe didn't know before, what was it? Uh, uh, nothing nothing about it. Uh, Arizona's inability to control the paint, mm-hmm. I think, is something that uh, either they couldn't make a more concerted effort to do, it just didn't work right. out, or it wasn't. Uh, it was something. It was something that Houston defended. Uh, better than I think Arizona projected going in. But when you've got a height advantage, and Arizona's been good at this. If you have a height advantage, take take advantage of it. But in that matchup, they weren't. To the point where Houston scored many more points in the paint than Arizona right. did. That's ridiculous. Right. Uh, and and so that would be that would be one of the issues that frustrated me. The other issue that frustrated me strategically late is, and I and I get that this is an issue and it's a tightrope thing to deal with. Arizona pressed, I thought, later than than maybe it should have. Mm-hmm. And there's been one of the things about this team as we look at this in retrospect. And this is a comment that you talked about a little bit, too, where I'm wondering, it's, it's hard to say. Arizona deserved its number one seed. Arizona had the talent to go further in the tournament. They had the talent to win a national title if things broke their way. Okay, There are a lot of teams that fall under that category. And in a one-game situation, Arizona got, you know, Houston got the best of Arizona. Mm-hmm. Houston, conversely, was a good enough team to win the national title that couldn't beat Villanova. That's the nature of the tournament. It was a wide-open tournament, and Arizona was one of the teams that was good enough to win and didn't get it done. Right. Um, so, in those, uh, I, I don't want to suggest looking back at this that you know Arizona didn't deserve its number one seed, that it was uh, overrated, that really it was just a big illusion. None of those things are true. Right. Uh, they were good. They were, and and they had a great season, but like a lot of teams, there 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 were some issues that I think uh, worked against them. One of the things we haven't talked a lot or haven't criticized a lot, and criticize is a harsh word here, uh, but questioned. One of the things that happened with Arizona about the midway point of this year is that they went away from their trapping game. Mm-hmm. They went away from expanding their defense a little bit and scored a little bit less in transition, especially in tighter games than they had been throughout much of the course of the year. The Cats at one point averaged, I think, 88 points a year, mm-hmm. uh, a game, and that drifted off a little bit over the course of about the last third of the year. Right. And it drifted a little bit, I think, because Arizona was not as aggressive defensively as they had been in the first two-thirds. That was a comment that I think you made that was brought up publicly a month ago, six weeks ago, something like that, where Lloyd had a conversation with his coaching staff, and his coaching staff, in essence, said maybe this is a team that's better off packing defense, the defense in a little bit, mm. playing a little bit more half-court. Right. And, and on one hand... It, Sean Miller does not go away. Yeah, in, in a weird way, that was, that, that was one of those things that at the time I thought was interesting because Arizona was still so long and still was willing to run when the opportunities presented themselves that it wasn't clearly as blatant as the Miller mm. situation. But I feel like maybe Arizona packed it in a little bit too much given the talent that it ultimately had and waited a little bit too long in the Houston game 
where they sprung traps out of desperation as opposed to try to spring traps to utilize offense to change the tone and the flow of the game. And that was one of the things that I thought they could have utilized to their advantage much earlier on. And then when we saw it in sequences happen within about where it was about three minutes left and Arizona was just trying to struggle to put some things together, where they forced two consecutive turnovers from Houston's backcourt players. Right. They had a height advantage in the backcourt. So had that happened a little bit earlier, maybe at the 10-minute mark, mm-hmm. you know, maybe at the 8-minute mark, somewhere a little bit, maybe at the beginning of the game, right. where you're just trying to dictate something a little bit different strategically, uh, perhaps we're talking about a different outcome and the ability to score a little bit more. And I think in the NCAA tournament, one of the things that happens is that possessions are so valued, and we've seen this a lot, in, generally speaking, in this tournament, is that you're, the, the under is winning a lot. Right. Uh, and, and the under wins a lot because teams go into a half-court mode and just kind of figure this is how it's going to be. We're going to grind a little bit. It's going to tougher uh, be tougher. Possessions matter. We're averse to giving up dunks in the open floor. Right. Uh, but maybe now and again, that's something to consider. Arizona had more depth than Houston. So pressing a little bit more might have been something that could have been a that, that that could have looked detrimental in the first ten minutes, but proved beneficial in the last ten. All right, you know what is always beneficial? Let me tell you a little bit about Stat Hero. Okay, please do. All right, so Stat Hero as it's loading. This is uh, and again, my internet does suck here. Um, Stat Hero though is uh, still loading. It's still loading. <laughs> I, it will it will come up the, here. At the some statistical point. algorithm right. breakdown here is that it takes a while for Stat Hero to load, but now it, it has. Is. Here, and I'm, I'm excited to learn I'm about Stat Hero. Ad-lib it, but you know what? Sometimes it's just better to read it from mm-hmm. the source. Okay. I love and hate those buzzer beaters, the drama, but all the pain when you are on the other side of it. That's what happened in the Arizona game. Again, that wasn't a buzzer beater. <laughs> that was a game that they should have lost. But Stat Hero is where you Stat Hero's NCA single game pickums pits the star players against each other in an amazingly hybrid fantasy and sports gambling. Very interesting. Okay, now here's what you do: you sign up for free right now at StatHero.com/slash/lockedonWildcats uh, uh, and use promo code for a 100% deposit match. That's StatHero.com/lockedon. Use promo code for a 100% match. StatHero.com, promo code locked on. Uh, terms and conditions apply. Let's take a quick break. Thanks for keeping a locked on Wildcats. I'm your host, Mike Luke. All right, John Schuster, I'm going to ask you this. Ask away. Was Arizona athletic enough? Against Houston, no. Generally speaking, yes. I, mm-hmm. think, I think Arizona was athletic enough, and there, and and this is... A leading question into uh, two positions mm-hmm. or two players. This is a uh, so this is a leading question into Bellis, and this is a leading question into Kirk Risa. Uh, so in those positions, have there been teams that have been able to take advantage of Arizona? Yes, right. uh, but was if Arizona did some other things a little bit more effectively, their athleticism with Tabellus and Creesa would have been fun. What did they need to do? Uh, I, well, it starts with Tabellus. Um, Creesa needed to be on the floor even with his limited ankle because the offense, even though Arizona's offense struggled, was a little bit more effective more often right. 
it had a more comfortable flow, generally speaking, than when Kyer was right. in the game. For better or for worse, Kyer is the type of player who should have fit really well in a game like Houston. That was one of the reasons you brought him into the program, right. to be a little bit more physical in the backcourt. So can Arizona use a little bit of that kind of physicality in the backcourt? Yeah, I think that's I think that's certainly helpful, but as a compliment. You know, uh, I'm, I'm not sure anyone's going to come into the program and usurp Creasa right. from his position. Right. So the reality of that is that this is what you have with Creasa. You have a... You have a gamer who has some, who will try to maximize physical limitations. Right. But when you're six three and 165 pounds, 165 pounds, that's about what you and I right, weigh. We sure. ain't six three. Correct. Uh, and and we ain't fat. So so being so so that you know there, you gotta deal with them. The question I think hinges a little bit more certainly on the inside with Tabellus. Right. Uh, who has an excellent innate physical skill set. And the ability to be effective, but he isn't. You can you you can figuratively punch him in the nose, right. and it seems like and it that seems like yeah, that's going to take a while. That's going to take a lot of wind out of his sails. Yeah. yeah. So one of the things that I think happened, and we talked about this last week, there, there there was a little bit of discussion around town about how the bracket worked in Arizona's favor, and of course this is the optimistic perspective. The bracket worked in Arizona's favor because TCU basically did what Houston's going to do. So now you had a practice game against a team like Houston going into that kind of matchup. Well, one of the things that happened is that TCU right. thought that Tabellus wasn't particularly right. tough, Correct. for lack of a better word, and they took it to him successfully. Mm-hmm. Well, what should have happened, what, what Arizona fans wanted to happen, is that, okay, Tabellus now knows what that's going to be like, and he's mm-hmm. going to be able to step up for the moment, and he didn't. Right. Houston did the exact same thing that TCU did right. with the exact same level of success, right. and it was a pivotal scenario that bounced Arizona out of the tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, there, there are there are discussions in regards to, you know, do they want to be more athletic, more physical? Yeah, but that doesn't guarantee you're going to win the tournament. Right. I mean... Do, there are there are outside of Arkansas, the only team that advanced to the Elite Eight. You're not going to look at SEC teams and say, "Boy, I think they lack athleticism." Right, that's a great you point. Know, but right. Kentucky was bounced in the first round. Tennessee was bounced in the second round. Alabama struggled uh, in, and you know, you, you get it. It's not that doesn't guarantee that you're going to win. Right. Uh, and, and the so what you're trying to do is be as balanced as possible and enhance your weaknesses a little bit better with players that you have on the roster that think that, that you think can give you more than they need to, but they have to be in a position where whatever their weaknesses are, they can improve upon those as best as possible. And I think in the offseason, Tabellus is the guy who we're going to pay the most attention to. You could have made a lot of money at BetOnline uh, Sportsbook if you said, you know what? I think they're going to be able to expose Tabellus right there. Watch this, and that's exactly what happened. Go to the Bet Online Sportsbook, and we'll make that make that one happen. We'll be right back with you. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats, with John Schuster. I'm Mike Luke. All right, we're going to make fun of some NCAA uh, selection uh, situations here coming up uh, the next show. Ooh, but John Schuster. Yes, Mike Luke. I think Duke's going to win it. Okay. At this You're stage, like, you like yeah, Kansas. I, I, you know, why not? <laughs> I, I, I randomly You're took. You're going with the underdog. I, I am that is the, the underdog. Can, number one seeded Kansas Jayhawks. As Looney Tune as this field has been, of course you have Duke, North Carolina, Kansas, right. 
And the Villanova team that, quote, isn't a blue blood that's won more championships than the, right. than, than, right. than, than, than the other team. teams right, right. <laughs> most recently. So, uh, of course, I got to hand it to Villanova. I don't know what mirrors, what smoke, what magic is happening with them, but <laughs> they just get it done. Well, and you know they lost their second best player. I, I, that's right, that. yeah. And, yeah. And so when they win it again. Oh, yes. <laughs> Right, right. Stop with the nonsense uh-huh. here. Yes. You know what? Maybe Villanova de- deserves a little credit. I mean, I think at some point you got to look at that and say maybe they do deserve a little bit of credit. But we're going to be back. Villanova's a team that deserved to be there. We're going to talk about the teams that we were on to from day one. You've been listening to Locked On Wildcats.